Now what? Now what? Now what? Now what? Now what? We're recording. We're recording. Are you not spraying, Lane? I'm not spraying today. Okay, I'll spray for you. Yep. I went and made a new spray this weekend. Mm-hmm. I feel like I cheated on my spray. Really? Yeah, and now I can't get the scent out of my nose. And I have tried everything for two days oh. to change it. And so I have to like just take a break from the spray. Okay. Yeah. But if you haven't sprayed with us yet, you can head over to the nowitsociety.com forward slash spray. And it's three simple steps and you can get your own spray for free and you can spray with us. Making spray is a real, it's a big, it's a big deal. Like it's a, it's a lot of work, I have to say. And the new spray that I made, I'm not happy about it. And I'm definitely not happy about having it up my nose for the three days. Yeah. So yeah, our original spray, my original spray of the Sankalpa, love, tried, tested, everyone loves it. The new spray, not not a fan of yet, but I'll I'll have it. Yeah, you will. It will come about. I know. Um, I'm hanging out with my friend Tamar Medford. And I'm hanging out with my friend Lane Kennedy. You're hanging out with us. And this is the Now Wet Society. I want to thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, You know, we have new listeners. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you check that out? Did you see that? All over the world. I know. It's growing. So... There's some places I can't even pronounce. Really? So thank you from those places. What? <laughs> where are these I, places? I, I, I look at these places all over the world and I'm like, where is that? Mm-hmm. Where is that? So it's yeah. it's spreading. We're spreading the love and the joy. I'm watching how uh, Costa Rica is growing, which always makes me happy because I'm hoping that that will be one of the places that invites us first to come yes. and hang out, right? Like a group of women will say, Tamar, Lane, come visit us. They will. So yeah. please keep sharing the episode with your friends and family and loved ones. We appreciate you. Uh, Tamar, we have a guest with us today. We do. We're hanging out with my friend, Kim Seltzer, and she is a confidence therapist and dating coach. She does so much more. She does than so that. much. So much. And I met Kim probably pre world ending, right? Pre pandemic. Mm-hmm. And we had talked a few times. We were part of a mastermind together and we were just catching up saying, wow, it's been forever. Like now that the world everybody's coming to, mm-hmm. we're like, we got to have Kim on the show because this whole week has been about sex. Yes. And now we're getting into the dating part, which, you mm-hmm. know, usually happens before the sex part. So welcome, Hopefully. Kim. sometimes hi ladies i feel like i need a spray and i want to go to costa rica with you like this is amazing (laughs) so you have to like catch me up with the whole spray thing anyway it's so good it's great to be here thanks for having me so thank thank you thank you for being here uh i was reading your bio and i was like oh my god what a journey you've been on right Yeah. yeah Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, like I laugh when people even I'm thank you for not even reading my bio because like I'll I'll hear people recite my bio back to me and I kind of chuckle because 
I mean, my professional career, I've been blessed and I've had many twists and turns in them, you know, um, doing a lot of things. But really, the the true reason why I got into doing what I do is because of my own journey, my own transformation that kind of got me here. Right. And I always say adversity are gifts in disguise. You don't see it at the time. And it's not until you're through them and you look back and you're like, oh, right. Yeah. There's my gift. rage. That's it right there. My rage, 100 percent the best gift that I didn't know. Right. right. And it's so, what you do with it. Right. Yeah, it's like, I exactly. Mean, and that's the thing, like you can go down this path. And I remember there was like that fork in the road with my journey. I'm happy to share it with you where I, I mean, I had a choice. I could have just mm -hmm. stayed in bed under yeah. the covers, mm -hmm. but I chose not to. And I, I, I went the other path and, and thank God I did because now I get to help others with, with their journeys. Mm -hmm. So Tamar, you two met in a mastermind. Yes. How long were you in that mastermind? I'm actually still in it. Oh so God. I just haven't been able to attend for a while. And Kim, you were, I don't think you've been in it for a little while, but you still stay connected with our friend Allison. And yeah, just amazing women. I, I met so many amazing women that actually, you know, you talked about that fork in the road, Kim. It was, I was mm -hmm. at that same spot when we met where it's like, okay, what am I doing with my life? Like I can yeah. continue to do the Monday to Friday grind that I'm not happy with, or I can use my experience to help other people. And Lane and I talked about that. You know, we talk about that all the time on the show, how our experience does matter. Yeah. Our experience matters. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> but Kim, you have uh, some great experience from your personal experience, but then you work in the field of supporting women kind of. And men, by the way. And men. I, yeah. I don't oh, want to disclose. Right. Okay. No. And actually like, that's my jam. Like I love helping both. And I do a lot of like classes, co-ed classes together. If wow. that's... See, I can't even wrap my head around that. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to yeah. talk about that? Maybe, maybe that's what this show is about. <laughs> yeah. I just, no, hey, do, do some no. <laughs> no, I'm all for, I'm pro woman, pro female, those who identify as I'm like, yeah, the, the majority. Yeah. I'm all about. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> that too. That's great. So, uh, did you see that pink campaign? Kim? I did. No. Oh my God. The pink suit. Oh, you have to find this pink suit. I think you'd look fabulous in it. Uh, oh my gosh. Thank you. Wait, is it the Barbie color? I mean, it's all about the, like the Barbie pink. Is it's that bright fuchsia pink. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a company called Ast. I think it's called Aster. Uh, okay. and it's, uh, dedicated to get the vote out for women and it's, you know, majority are females. And so this company has created this vivid, bright pink suit. It's gorgeous. Oh, I'm going to cool. send you the information. Cause I think it, you would look fabulous in it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, you know, and I love pink and I love red. Um, and I just mm. did a TEDx talk actually about this very, very topic about how marketing yourself attracts love. And, you know, no matter what that looks like, I, you know, I used to, as a therapist, work from the inside out. I now, I now work from the outside in and I have a whole like kind of philosophy and journey around that. But one of the things that I talk about a lot is how pink and red have been scientifically proven to be an attractive color as a woman. 
no matter okay. what that is. Yeah. I and it's super it. cool. I mean, this is like scientifically yeah. proven. Yeah. So just so you guys know, I'm not this like LA. Hence the pink. <laughs> <laughs> like, look at us all. Well, yeah. we're kind of like yeah. on the cusp of pink. Like it's like an mm -hmm. orangey pink, which mm -hmm. I think still works. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. it still plays well. It does. I think so. So let's talk about that outside in. Yeah. I think that's an interesting uh, comment. And, you know, thinking about your story, you know, you found yourself going through a divorce and like, let's walk through that a little bit. So our listeners can hear, you know, where you come from, like, what's your background? Yeah, I would bit? love to. Thank you yeah. for allowing me to share the journey. Cause it's like, sometimes, you know, just st stepping into the, all the professional stuff, honestly, like it, it it's great. And knowing that like our stories shape us, our journeys shape us. And certainly that was the case with me. I mean, long story longer. I, I, I was this kind of good girl from Chicago. And I really thought that that was my life. I had the picket fence, the husband, the dog, the two kids. I still have the kids by the way, but you see where the story's going. So, <laughs> right. Like everything was going on. Like, I just have to know how old are your kids? Well, now, yeah. now they're in college, right? So this was a long time ago in a land far, far away. And, yeah. you know, and, and that's the reason why, like I always say, I've earned my stripes, you know, because I've, I've, I've been in many different situations. I've dated after divorce. I've been in relationships and each thing has its nuance and, and kind of learning opportunities. I'll say that. So when when we made the decision as a family to pick up and move here to La La Land, um, uh, we did what all the other people here ended up doing. We got a divorce, not joking. Obviously there are issues going on in this little fairy tale. Right. And, and the truth is, is this probably would have happened anyway. I like to blame LA, but a lot of times when things are, you're faced with some sort of transition or change, things bubble up to the surface. Right. And, and, and there we were just like us and knowing that, okay, yeah, like we have to face this. And uh, literally, I, I, that's where the record stopped. I hit rock bottom and I really didn't know what I was going to do with my new life. Here I am in this like new town, no friends, but more importantly, I looked like crap. Like, I mean, if you saw me, no, if you saw it, first of all, I would not be wearing pink or red. I, I will just say that I call it my black dark period because mm -hmm. my whole wardrobe was filled with oversized black clothes, maybe a splash of beige here and there. But the, I, I, I really, I, oh, and I, and I was still wearing my nursing bras and I wasn't nursing any longer. And I, I mean, this is how stuck I was. And here's the kicker because as a therapist, I knew up here what I needed to do. It was almost worse, right? It was analysis paralysis. I got the help I needed. I got a great support system. I did all the work, like, like literally textbook. And I still couldn't get out of my own way. So I did something really untraditional. I looked in the mirror one day. I was so fed up at how I looked. I said, you know what? I'm going shopping. That's it. I'm going shopping. So shopping therapy, I go to the store and I'm doing all the things that I always do. I'm putting all black clothes in my arms, but I'm thinking I'm up-leveling myself because they're new clothes. No, I'm doing the same darn thing. And this personal shopper, she comes up to me. I now refer her as my fairy godmother. She, she says, ma'am, I've been watching you. And I really think you should try this on. And she holds up this red dress that was like three sizes too small. And it was really red. And I said, that's so sweet of you, but it's not my size. And that's really not my color. She says, honey, that is your color. That is your size. Try it on. 
It's like she hit me over the head with that red dress. And, and this is where like my whole business was born because I, I call it my red dress moment. And when I came to, I'm like, you know, she's right. I need to see something different. I need to feel differently because everything up here is not working for me. So I slipped it on and like Cinderella, I twirled around and I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh, there I am. Like I, I, it was that moment I almost felt like a princess. And so I bought that costume that day and I call it a costume because I didn't, I didn't believe it. I mean, we're recording this on Halloween and I always talk about costume confidence, right? Cause I, I'm like, all right, maybe it'll just give me the confidence as I walk out into the world. And so I go out there and all this magic started happening. I was just practicing we wearing red. And here's, here's what I noticed is that I was super scared of being seen. I finally was seen and it was super scary. Mm -hmm. So I realized that the black clothes were actually a cloak to keep me invisible from men because I was scared of them. And so that's where my kind of business was born and realized there's a symbiotic relationship between the outer and the inner when it comes to confidence, that it's not a superficial thing and how we market ourselves on the outside via our body language the way we express ourselves, the way we dress, our first impressions makes a difference in who we attract and how we feel inside. So now I work from the outside in and I do this by a formula called the charisma quotient, which is the name of my podcast too. And within those, like the charisma, I love charisma because it's kind of like what we're talking about, the sexy confidence and how we like radiate that is I work on your style, your emotional and social IQ. And those are the three pillars in which I work and we start with the style piece. So that's my story, my, my long answer to my story, but I think it's an important one as we kind of discuss all this. I think style, uh, changes you, right? I, um, I lived in Los Angeles for many years and pre landing in Los Angeles, uh, San Francisco had a very different style than LA. Oh. I moved to LA. Um, I was suddenly, um, wearing suits and heels and dresses in a very different manner. Um, and it, it was just, it just catapulted my career, <laughs> like my social, everything, everything changed. I remember this. So it's so interesting that you're bringing this up. And I love that moment that you had when she handed you the dress and you're like, no, no, yeah. but, but then, but there was something in you that said, go ahead and try it on. Right. Like there was another part of you. I call that the God divine whisper and you did it. And from that whisper, right. You answered the call. I talk a lot about this in my coaching with my clients. Like not all of us can answer that call. A lot of us aren't ready to answer it. Mm -hmm. So I love that you had that moment, you recognized it and you do the work that you do. Uh, Tamar, how often, right? How often do you hear that whisper? Ugh. Quite often now because I'm open to hearing it. Right? Yeah. And I had it. to be open. Like that's I was it. so closed off before mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I'd be like, no, no. But now I listen to it quite, you know, it happens regularly. And I always know when I'm doing the right thing because it actually feels good. I'm like, oh, okay, I have a little pep in my step. And when you were mentioning, you know, scared to be seen, I mean, 
for me, I, same thing. I used to wear all black gray and I finally, you know, started wearing more, you know, bright clothes, but I won't even put, and Lane, I've probably told you this before. I wouldn't even put my hair in a ponytail or, you know, wear my contacts because people would say, oh, you look different. And instantly it was like, well, that's not good. If I look different, then I have to, you know, and so I really struggle with that. And it's still with the hair. I, I still do not put my hair back in a ponytail, but I have done it. <laughs> and I wear contacts, but you do like when you dress up, you feel good. Like you just have this confidence. So I love that you mentioned all that. And you really stepped out of your comfort zone and thought, why not try it? Like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Somebody's going to compliment you on your outfit and you're going to be like, oh, that's, you know, I'm so glad you mentioned it because I was literally going to say that. And it kind of goes with, with what you were saying, Lane, is that that moment of what you call the whisper. I mean, there can be whispers that are super scary, right? Mm -hmm. And you can hear it, yeah. but you might be scared to allow it in and then do yeah. something about it. And I know, and this is what I teach as well, is that change only happens in a state of discomfort. If something's comfortable, then you're doing the same thing because you right. probably have practice at it and, and that's where your confidence lives. So I, I define confidence as experience. So mm -hmm. in that moment, I was not confident and I didn't have experience being seen. Yeah. It was super uncomfortable. And but I had to do that in order to shift and change. And that that's where the transformation happens. It, uh, so, OK, I want to let's talk a little bit about dating, because I I'm 40, almost 47 now. Right. And we talked to Gen X women. So I know a lot of women who are, you know, getting out into the dating scene again. I was in the dating scene very briefly. Um, but to have that confidence, I feel I just had a, a, a chat about this this morning with a good friend of mine is that she said too she found her her partner that she's been with for 15 years now when she was in her late 40s. And she said, Tamar, I feel like it works because at that point we've experienced so much in our lives. We know what we want. We know what we don't want. And we have the confidence now to ask for it. And I as I navigate my new relationship, I feel the same way. Like for the first time, I feel like I actually know what I want. I know what I don't want because I've gotten a lot of what I don't want. So when it comes to that confidence, when you start dating, can you, let's talk about dating, right? And especially yeah. these women who are getting out there again after being with that, you know, that white picket fence, like this is how society says my relationship should be, but I'm not happy. Oh my God. Well, and if you're over the age of 40, like I am and you are tomorrow, I don't know how old you are, Lane, but like life is different. Dating is different. Everything is different. And the thing that is interesting that what you say is that, you know, it is easier in some ways. This is the metaphor that I use all the time is that back when you were younger, you know, you might be this inexperienced fisherman and then you throw in your pole and there's a bunch of fish that are in there and we're all swimming in the same place because we're all kind of similar places in our lives. But often we pick wrong, you know, we're like, this seems like a good fish. <laughs> I'll try it out, you know, but then fast forward we are more experienced fishermen yet we look in the pool and oh my god does it look different right like we have <laughs> some some fish have three eyes there might be a gill missing another one well because we've all had experiences and relationships and hurts and we're trying to also navigate that so mm -hmm. on top of it all and this is what i think the biggest difference is and i just did a workshop on this is that people never just dated for the sake of dating in our generation like it was like you dated to 
find a person. So the notion and the idea of dating to enjoy yourself, have fun and flirt and really have that sexy confidence so that you get to pick the right partner for you is totally different. So I love teaching people just how to date without getting attached. Really what you're doing is dating yourself. That That's it. Like you're getting to know yourself separate. So um, it can be very scary if you've never done it before, if you tend to be kind of like that relationship oriented person, but knowing that if you have a plan and intention and you're doing it in a way that is really healthy for you, it, it can be empowering and amazing. I like this idea of just dating yourself. Mm-hmm. Before I met my husband, I dated myself. I, that was intentional. Uh, and we don't allow ourselves the generation, right? This generation, it's like when I was growing up, people were drinking. There was a lot of drinking and then there was a lot of babies. All of a sudden people were like pregnant. (laughs) Right. I I didn't get pregnant. I, you know, I think that like there's a double edged sword on that. Like I have a 13 year old now instead of a, you know, 27 year old. So there is that, uh, but you know, it's this idea of dating with intention now. And even as a married woman, uh, I have to be intentional around telling my husband, we need to put something on the calendar and set a date, right? So now we have date night every Friday night, you know, it's intentional on how we do that. So for somebody who is kind of just going through the motions every day, I mean, it's like Groundhog Day. You know, you you get to a certain age and a certain point in your relationship and your life. It's like, well, here we are again. What do you want, pizza tonight or Chinese? You know, so like, how do you set up those conversations for her uh, so she can be a, a little more flexible have a little more open-mindedness to have, invite that sexiness back into her life. Yeah. You know, it's when I, um, talk to women, you know, a lot of times when I ask them the question, like, what is it that you want? Often they, they can't even tell me, you know, like they'll say, well, well, I, I want my soulmate. I want a man eventually. But then as we're talking more, they realize, no, actually I just want to have fun and like find myself, you know, because especially if you've been in a relationship or a marriage, you kind of lose yourself in the couplehood and your identity was that. So it's like finding yourself again. Um, And in order to answer your question, I'd love to share a story with you that just kind of speaks to really like how amazing it can be when you tap into that. Cause really what it's about is tapping into the skills that you need to learn that maybe you don't know, maybe it's flirting, maybe it's your body language, maybe it's dressing nicer. Maybe it's how to have conversation that converts into dates. Like that's a big skill that a lot of people don't know. So instead of focusing on the soulmate, it's like, well, what skills do you need in order to get there? You know? And this one woman who called me up, I'll never, this is the most, to me, memorable uh, situation and client. She hadn't dated in 20 years. Like she got to the point where she was single for so long. She was just going through the motions, going to work. And she finally called me up and she's like fed up. She's like, I, I am sick of being alone. My kids are grown. They're out of the house. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know how to be. I don't like the way I look help. 
So she actually ended up doing more of an intensive um, with me where she flew in and we did a whole like makeover process. We did a wing gal session and she ended up in one of my retreats and, you know, we did a whole process. However, the beginning was really interesting because after, as a therapist, I like to sit down with people and understand kind of like their patterns and their journey. And to me, I, I was really impressed with how much she was giving her power away, even the way she was talking, right? And she had been m- married to a narcissist and she just didn't know, you know. Like Can you give to- an example of how she was talking? Just so maybe a listener might be able to identify with yes, that. Yes, yes. Um, you know, she um, she would apologize a lot. Like she would say something and she would say, I'm so sorry. I'm like, what are you apologizing right? for? Yeah. How right? many women do that? It drives yes. me bananas. Lots. Oh, she wasn't setting boundaries for herself. She kept like, like if I had, uh, I remember there was a text that came through. She's like, oh, well, if if you need to take it, it's okay. I'm like, no, I'll let you know if it's something that I need to do. I'm here with you. You're the most important thing. She was so used to being kind of like behind the scenes kind of thing. And she was a total caregiver. Like she would always just give more than she would get back. And that really was the problem. So we did a lot of work on boundary setting and all that jazz. And so so many women struggle with this. Yeah. Oh but, my God. But here's the thing that was really, and, and as a therapist, I can safely say like, if I was a traditional therapist, I probably mm-hmm. would have sat down and like did some cognitive therapy and like, really no. like, let's talk about this. No. And that's not what she needed. It's no. not. And here's what she needed because she dressed like crap. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is what was it she, like was it like black stretch pants and a sweatshirt? It like, was like oversized um sweater from the 90s. Ugh. I don't think she was like I don't think she had been shopping for years. She yeah. also was really not um happy with her body, but here's yep. the thing that was very touching to me. So we I first take people shopping. So we're about to go into the store and we get to the front door and she just freezes and and tears start just going down her face. I said, what's up? She said, I don't think I can do this. I, um, I have to tell you something. I said, what's that? She said, well, uh, I cover my mirrors in my house. I haven't, I haven't looked in the mirror in like 10 years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I, again, I kind of like gave her some tough love. I gave her a big Mm -hmm. hug. I said, thank you for sharing that. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm let's go shopping. I want you to do me a favor. Just we're going to hold hands. I just, I want you to try on that jacket and I want you to put on those boots. And once you do that, I want you to twirl around and give me five seconds in the mirror. That's all I'll count. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She did it. And she's looking at herself and it's like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And and Mm -hmm. tears start dripping down again. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh my God, I've, I've never seen myself so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Now, like we're both kind of crying, like we're hugging. And then I created a monster quite honestly, because then we were like going through the store. She's like (laughs) skipping through the store. She's trying on clothes with the door open. This is a Mm -hmm. woman who had all this body shame, but she Mm -hmm. was so empowered Mm -hmm. and it got her like, it was that, that sticking point that she Mm -hmm. couldn't like really see that that beautiful woman. And she had to see that. And then of course we did more coaching and flirting. And then what was so beautiful is she started dating up a storm. I mean, that was like the first point. Right. And then it was like teaching her how to navigate online and helping her flirt and all that jazz. She ended up meeting this great guy who was not a narcissist, by the way, and they're still together today. 
I I love how you met like what I thought about was some people just need that spark. Yeah. And that's part of the work that I do with women is when they're like, I don't know if I could ever do that. Right. I'd love to do this, but I don't think I'm capable of it. They just need that little spark. And then you just walk with them on that journey. And, And I love that. Right. Because I see it often. So I'm so glad she got to experience that because it feels good. It feels so good. And, you know, it it's like a domino effect mm-hmm. because what happens with confidence, it kind of goes back to the experience and how I define it, is that people just need evidence that you can be validated in like one way. Like I've directed people just put on red lipstick and see what happens for a week or make eye contact with five people and see what happens. You know, it's easier to focus on this, these small wins because that adds up to the bigger picture, the finish line in, in creating that confidence. And, and once you do that, I mean, the world's your oyster. You don't care anymore about what other people think and feel. What you worry about is just you. And that's the magic because hear me out, whether you're interested in men or women, it doesn't, it doesn't matter about the other person. It matters about you because when you look in the mirror and you find yourself sexy, that's when other people will too. End of story. I love it. End of story. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) Mic drop. Mic drop. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, (laughs) yeah, I love this idea of flirting and you know, I'm a big flirt. Well, but no, it's not. Let's back up. <laughs> I like to just be nice to people, right? Like I'm just nice to people nice or I wear, I wear my emotions on my face. I'm very expressive. I'm either with you or not. People read that and I'm okay with it because I'm confident with who I am. And I'm going to, I'm going to go back to this woman, your client and how she was with a narcissist for however many years. But this brings me to women like living under rocks. We've just come out of this pandemic, you know, for the past two years where it's been a nightmare. And, you know, women struggle with finding this charisma and finding this confidence. Uh, So I like this idea of, you know, grabbing a pair of shoes or lipstick, but is there anything else that you can like share with how to really come into themselves? Right. Because I teach women how to meditate, how to go inside to find their outside. And you do the opposite where you're showing the outside to get in. Mm -hmm. So where's that balance? Where's that, where's that balance, Kim? Yeah. I I think we make a good assembly line, quite honestly. (laughs) (laughs) I believe in all of it, by the way, right? Like it's, 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 um, you can't just do one thing and think that, oh, that's the magic pill, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes people ignore it. Like for me, I was just inward the whole time doing analysis paralysis as a therapist. And I didn't realize the outside Mm -hmm. was so important, right? So it's like looking at yourself and Mm -hmm. saying, all right, what pieces of the puzzle are missing for me that I'm not addressing, that I'm not seeing to to feel whole? And and that's really the question. But, you know, in in a way to, to get started, especially with the charisma and the flirting, 
I always invite people to think about what their definition of flirting is. Like to your mm-hmm. point, Lane, like you say, well, I'm just friendly. But, you know, a lot of women come back to me and say, well, I'm super friendly. I don't understand why then that person doesn't ask me out. And I say, well, wait a second. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between being flirty and just friendly where you're caught in the friend zone. And that's like a hard distinction for a lot of people. And what's interesting, and tomorrow I know you're gonna ask a question, but I just wanna finish this point and then we can discuss it, is that if you look in the definition of flirting in the dictionary, because I do a lot of flirt workshops, <laughs> it is to behave, no, to be like really scientific about it, it's to mm-hmm. behave as though you are attracted to somebody mm-hmm. without the serious intention of an outcome. Mm-hmm. Now that last part without getting attached to the outcome is what trips everyone up because I hear it all the time. I don't want to be rejected. I'm not interested in that person. I don't want to give them the wrong impression. Mm -hmm. None of that is supposed to be, it's supposed to be present and a playfulness and a magnetism that just draws people to you. And then you get to determine who you go on and have a play date with quite honestly. And that's the empowerment. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, and I love flirting. I have been told I'm a good flirt. I've had I've had friends laugh because we'll be out in public and I'm flirting and they're like, wow, you're such a flirt. Um, but then, you know, I'm in this interesting place in my life right now where I have but a wait, lot of women. Do you recognize that you're flirting tomorrow? I right, do that's now. That's a good question. I yeah. do now because it's actually been pointed out. Got it. Okay. Um, I actually had a, a good friend of mine a few years back. She's like, I'm a terrible flirt. I don't know what to do. We were going to a concert and she goes, can you help me? I said, yep, mm-hmm. let's do this. And and before, before we get into that, I just want to say that I also know a lot of women who will kind of, you know, scope the crowd. They're in a group and you're like, that is my future husband or wife or you know what I mean? Like we have these, we play these games in our head before we get in for the flirt. It's like, okay, we'll slow down first. Let's get their attention. That's, I've done that too. That's why I can share that experience. Like, um, but like, I do know I'm flirting because I have the intention. Like I'll joke around with them. Usually I try to make people laugh. You know, in this scenario, I actually, we were at a concert and there was a couple guys standing that were very handsome and my, my friend standing there and she goes, oh, I, they're cute. So we walked up and some guy kind of bowled through the crowd and one of the the guys turned around and I said, do, do, did you see that? And he goes, yeah, what's up with that? I said, do you want me to go beat him up for you? Because I would do that for you. And he goes, you would? <laughs> and I'm like, absolutely. I mean, look at you. And so he laughed, his friend laughed and they said, can we buy you a drink? Now at the time I wasn't drinking, but you know, we just started a conversation, but it was very intentional that, hey, I like you. I think you're cute. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I love flirting. I really do. I I don't do it intentionally now, of course, because I'm in a relationship and I do have those kind of boundaries, but yes. Well, see, now I would push back and say, I think everybody should always flirt. That that should- Yeah, I'm with you. Sister, (laughs) well, because here's the thing, like we, I think also get too target specific and in funnel vision of like when we turn on our cab life and when we don't. And my whole thing is, is flirting with life. That should never go away. You should always flirt with your partner. You should flirt with babies. You should flirt with old ladies. You should just flirt as you're going through because that make that energy, that charisma 
always is good for you and is always good for your relationship, no matter what your status is. And Mm -hmm. so I invite people to think about it as a way of being rather than being so like funnel vision about it. And when you do that, you also have more like positivity and fun in your life and, and you create more opportunities. It could be business networking. It could be friendships, you know, whatever that is. So I'm all about it. And, you know, a lot of people, when I ask them what their definition is, then, you know, also it's usually when people don't like flirting, it's attached to something else, right? It's like, it's attached to maybe a childhood association. Um, you know, maybe I've had people where like their, their mom was a huge flirt and it was super embarrassing. And so they went the other way. They're like, I don't want to be like mom, or they were shamed for, you know, being playful and sexual and, and you're not supposed to be like that. You're supposed to be a good girl. You know, like there's all these like messages that we get growing up. So you have to also kind of do that inner work and say, well, what, what's this attached to? What are your fears around that? And then as you go out there and practicing it, knowing that it's not like breaking news, like, like, no, like, no, if you're into men, for instance, okay. And you're a woman, I don't know any man who have like gone to the psych ward or came back and it's like, ew, this woman said hi to me in Florida. Like, like it doesn't happen, <laughs> you know? Yet we get so like, oh my God, I can't do that. But, but that's the problem is that no one's approaching anybody. And I truly believe that both sexes have responsibility and approachability. Absolutely. And, and what's happening is that men aren't approaching women because they're scared scared and they see the resting bitch faces on there. Sorry. I hope I can say that out here. Um, <laughs> and women are getting mad at the men because there's no one coming up to them and we're all the alpha men. It's like, well, so now we're at a stalemate. Like no one's talking to anybody. And I see this with, with same gender sexes too. Like it, it doesn't matter. I'm just seeing everybody's guys scared, you know? Do you think uh, technology has played a huge part in the separation, the river yes. that grows between the sexes or yeah. between <laughs> the river that grows? Too. <laughs> um, yes, I, I do think it is. And what I love um, teaching my clients is how to use the apps and technology. And again, in an intentional way where there's practicing around flirting, because there's some really great things about technology too that I don't want to discount because in in this day and age, you have to know how to flirt on text. You have to know how to slide into people's DMs and have a chit chat back and forth that's flirty because that's a whole another skill set, right? And if you don't, in this day and age, because we're all so busy, it, you're going to lose momentum because it may not be for another week until you see that person. Yeah. So that's also different than our day and age, right? Like we just went next door. We called on the telephone. I used to go to Rock and Roll Ralph's. and What's, Ralph, what, what's that? Rock and Roll Ralph's uh, down on La Brea. Oh. Um, yeah. And flirt. Yeah. There. But it was in person, right? In person yeah. is so much easier or, you know, flirting with the, the the coffee or the waitress or the waiter or, you know, there was, it was so much easier than, you know, flirting on an app. And what you just said, I think is really important is that it's a skill set. Mm-hmm. And we talk a lot about skills in the Now What Society. Like there are a host of skills that women just I don't know. We just don't have them anymore. We're just kind of soft. We're in the mundane of life and we are forgotten um, how to have a conversation. The art of conversation is so huge. I mean, 
nowadays, I, sometimes I like feel like I'm just teaching social skills, quite mm-hmm, honestly, mm-hmm. both online and off. And, and yeah. what I find, especially on the online world, because we didn't grow up in it, I look in like I go, I there's no hiding for me, by the way. Like I go in people's bumble accounts, right? And I see the conversations that are happening and I feel like I'm reading a LinkedIn exchange. Like, this is so boring. Like that's horrible. Horrible. Like it's QA, QA, QA. Oh. I'm like, okay, there's nothing flirty or fun about this. Like no. I I you know, you could have this as in a business conference, you know, no, kind of conversation. No, no. So it is, I mean, and and I say this tongue in cheek only to you know, you listening, if you're hearing this and feeling like, oh my God, it's more like empowerment to know that, gosh, can you only imagine if you just dialed in some of these skills that would give you that sexy confidence that leads you to where you want to go. And and that's much easier to think about than, oh, find me a soulmate and I have to date. And it's like, it, it becomes so lofty. That's why people shut down. Mm-hmm. And I want to mention something else about the flirting is that I look at it as a way to make someone else feel good because oh, I like there, that. there has yeah. never been a time where, you know, I remember going to, I went to Rome and we were in this cafe and all the men there flirted, right? They're all, hey, beautiful. Like, I'm sorry, but you don't feel bad after that. You're just like, oh, they know, right? And you know, most of them are probably married and whatever, but it doesn't matter because when you flirt with someone, you make them feel good right? They're like, hey, 100%. someone noticed me today. So that is my favorite part about flirting. That's beautiful because so many women are caretakers. And so like, if you're a caretaker, that's a good like way of thinking about it. It's so funny. You used the word spark tomorrow um, earlier. I had a retreat called Spark Your Sexy. This was um, in the summer. And I, these women were so shy about flirting and, you know, they didn't know how to get out of their head, very like high achievers, you know, and, and in our age group. And um, I, I brought in bachelors for them to practice with because I, like we talked about, like, this is all about practice. And so I, you know, I did makeovers and then I had them wear these cat ears like this, but I had them like, I had like sequins on them and I put red lipstick on them and we came out dancing to I'm too sexy. <laughs> and the guys jaws just dropped. They were like, oh my God. And, you know, just helping these women like feel into because it was all just in good fun right Mm -hmm. like like it was just about the play and 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 because they let go the men so appreciated that they're like how refreshing is it to see women just having fun it's so attractive and empowering you know so it's kind of going along with that because they were all caretakers too and it's like wait i'm feeling good and making other people feel good and it was just a whole feel good thing that's a great way of thinking about it I think that's so important to say is like, we need more fun. Yes. Ugh. I mean, and, and Tamar talk, we, and I, we talk about this all the time. It's like the we need to create more fun in our lives in any area of our lives. I mean, yes. I talk about my sexy dance that I do for my husband every morning. I'm like, Ooh. I, I, like, I have to do it. I was talking to a girlfriend the other day. She's like, you're still doing that? I'm like, yes, I'm still doing it. Wait, how many want to see that? So I, I want to see that sexy. Dance. <laughs> I, know, I want to see it too. <laughs> And, that could be a and whole other episode, right? But it, it's not even about for him. It's no. for me. Yes. I get up and I do it for me. Like, because it brings fun into my life and I want to have a fun, playful life, right? It goes to values. And we talk a lot about that in the Now What Society about like, what are the values? What do you stand for? What do you want to be creating in your life? And more fun, more fun is going to bring 
that flirtiness. It's going to bring that sexiness. It might be awkward, but that's okay. Well, what, but, but look and looking at that, what is awkward about it? Like, that's what's the interesting question is to yourself. If you're, if you think about like doing that with yourself, I would say 99.9% .9 of the people that I work with, they all say that they're like, you know, I need to have more fun and everyone's getting so serious, you know, and we, we just went through something very serious. So we're in that like serious mode. And that is my mission with all the things that I'm doing, you know, in my programs is, is really creating that fun. And I have an improv background. So I always warn people, like, I kind of make you play games. <laughs> so I'm all about the fun. So good. Tamar. Lame. I bring back the sexy, <laughs> sexy flirt. Let's go. It's yeah. Look at it as it's fun to flirt. It's mm -hmm. fun to make someone else feel special. Like I just, I love that kind of thing and laughing. I mean, I have a lot of fun. My girlfriend always says she loves the fact that even if I'm going through the hardest thing and in tears, I can still say something. I can't often get it fully out before I actually start laughing at myself because, you know, it goes through my head, but you need to laugh. I mean, there's, there's, I don't know, life is good when you finally get that spark, like we talked about earlier, and you start to develop that confidence and you put yourself out there. It's amazing what happens. Like I love waking up every day. I still wake up at 530 and I don't have to. I start emailing Lane at 530 like, hey, like, what are you doing awake? Because <laughs> I love it's my too life. much. Yep. Uh, Kim, you have a charisma confidence quiz. Oh, yes. I'll share with your listener. Actually, yeah. um, and it's Kimmy. Just if people are trying to find me, it's Kimmy Seltzer.com. Um, but if you go to Kimmy Seltzer.com forward slash quiz, there you'll be go. able to take my dating diagnosis quiz to see what kind of dater you are. And I give you some tips along the way. I also have like style guides on there. So all kinds of goodies where you can start gaining your sexy confidence. Um, you can find me all over on social media at Kimmy Seltzer. And of course, my podcast charisma quotient there we go confidence check it out can so for those of us that are in a relationship can we still do the dating quiz and check out oh my what kind God, of data absolutely. i'm gonna do that because I i'm mean, really curious now yeah because it goes i mean it's more than just the dater you yeah. know it's about areas where you're you're stronger in and, and possibly areas that you are challenged in you know and <laughs> and i give you kind of tips on how to help with that oh very cool so go we check need those out. tips. Yes, we, we need do. them. Yeah, <laughs> we need them. Uh, Kim, thanks so much for hanging out with us and sharing this uh, sexy, flirty lifestyle, bringing more joy and happiness to dating. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's fun. so my pleasure. Thanks for having me, ladies. Yeah. Okay, tomorrow. What do you think about that dating? I, uh, you know what, the confidence, the flirting. I believe anybody can do it. They just need practice. Like we talk about, you know, in the now what society is there, there's these skill sets, but you just practice, like put yourself out there. I don't think enough of us put ourselves out there. I know. I love that Kim brought up, you know, the skill set in the online dating that mm. that's like, an, it's really tough. Yeah. Really tough. But I, I like that, that she's, you know, teaching women how to do that. And I can't believe she works with both men and women like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, good you know, for her <laughs> bo both can use lessons right yeah, i mean this is true this is true <laughs> yeah so let us know uh what you or lena let us know what you think about this episode mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know 
We want to hear feedback. Uh, make sure that you send us some questions. We are going to do an episode on would you rather. So if you have a would you rather, would you please send it to us? Yes. Yes. We love you even more. And your questions. Go to that orange button on the top right-hand corner of the nowwhatsociety.com. And if you have a topic, you know, a conversation mm -hmm. you want Lane and I to have, like we love answering questions. Like that's the best because mm -hmm. this is it your is. show. We want mm -hmm. you to be a part of it. Yeah, we have some really good, we have an episode uh, audience questions coming up soon. Uh, so yep. I'm looking forward to that episode. Oh, me too. <laughs> me too. And we and? have our book club starting this weekend. Oh yeah, that's so right. So if you haven't, go to our website. Um, it, there's a link available. You get your Google. It's absolutely free. You can join us. Uh, so come hang out into and? the magic shop. And uh, midweek meditations. Yes. Oh my God. Uh, Wednesdays at twelve Pacific Standard Time. I'll be in the there. community. I mean, it's all—it's all there waiting for you. Exactly. So L lots of goodies. And mm. oh, and another and. Okay, bring it on. <laughs> I'm do. I'm I'm day four of oh. the challenge now. So oh. we're actually you know we're not going to talk about how things are That's going right, right now because we're only yep. day four. Yep. Um, stay tuned. A couple of weeks, Lane and I are going to update you on her disconnecting and me doing the thirty day challenge the witness yourself change challenge so good and uh yeah follow along Come any more ands any more ands i think going that's once it. That's going it. twice nope. close we're done thanks for listening bye everyone <laughs>